You are listening to the Indie Game Development Podcast Show, sponsored by Curiosoft Kids Games and the letter E. Visit the Indie Game Development Podcast site at www.indiegamepod.com. Thanks again for listening to the show. This interview is inspired by a quick meetup at the Game Developers Conference. Okay. I'm here at a GDC um, at the Independent Game Festival mobile competition. And uh, can you talk about this game some? Yeah, so um, the Gnome series has been pretty popular in Korea um, basically because it's a game that's designed specifically for mobile phones and utilizes the advantages of um, what would work on a mobile phone but not on your PC or on a game console. And so the first concept of GNOME 1 was that GNOME was running away from the world, running from anywhere. GNOME 2 was about GNOME running through his own mind and just basically facing himself. Now the third one had an interesting twist because it's supposed to be about love. And how the developer came up with this idea was that one day he was saying on Valentine's Day and in Korea Usually, on um, tradition is girls give chocolates to the males. Oh, really? The guys get girls. Okay. Yeah, the girls get the chocolates. So he was thinking, you know, he's getting all these chocolates, and he feels like it's kind of meaningless. Then that's when he came up with the idea of uh, love is a beautiful but cruel square, and that's the concept of Nam Three, where um, basically you have Nam who is in love with this girl, and he's just going through to find her. But at the end, what happens is that. He, when he finally meets her, he finds out that he can't have her because she, he loves her. And then she tells him, I love you, but I can't have you either because it hurts. So it's a very kind of a very interesting concept in Nam 3. And that's basically what the whole game is about. The story seems pretty deep. Or is that, is that implied or is, is story a, a core part of this game? It is, the story is definitely a core part of this game. Um, at first look, it seems like a simple, very simple one-button punching game. Nam's running through, he's jumping on all four sides of your screen. But a very deep philosophical um, idea always runs out through each of the games. And like I said before, the first one is about him running for, uh, away from the world. The second one is running through his own mind, and the third one is about love. Is has the game mechanic been the same for all three versions, or has it evolved for each version, or been different for each? Oh, I'm sorry. Could you repeat that? Can you? Yeah, the game mechanic. Uh, like you know that, like him running and using the one button, the specific button in a certain way. Has that changed over the different versions, or has that been constant through the different versions? Okay, no, it's, it's always been constant. The point, um, the reason we wanted to make this, this game so fun is that it is a single button punching game. That's all you need to do. The only thing that did change is the. Um, the way, um, this is the way Nom deals with obstacles. Before you had Nom running through different stages, I'm being forced on the screen. What's different about Nom 3 is that the stages can ch change within um, the gameplay. So, for instance, you're running through a certain level and you're hitting all these squares, and suddenly the whole layout just changes on you because it's a completely different layout. And um, you're just basically trying to react as quickly as possible to the changing scenario. Sure. And you guys come from Korea then? And okay, well, either way, I was more focused on how is the mobile game scene in Korea. I know in the US here it isn't as it doesn't seem as big as it is in Japan and some other places. Can you talk about that some more? Sure. Um so I mean, in the Korean market, I mean, it's a very high-tech 
game market. Everyone knows they all know how to play their, their cell phone games. And I think it, the, one of the reasons is because their cell phone talk technology is a little more advanced than the U.S. Um, their broadband connection is a lot faster than what the U.S. provides. So it's because of that that the games that they create can take advantages of those high technology um, features. Now in the U.S., um, in terms of phone technology, it is still kind of behind. The mobile gaming industry in the U.S. is still kind of in the stages of developing. I know, like, you heard this whole year how a lot of developers are saying, oh, the, the market is not growing as much as it should be, uh, and then people are getting kind of worried. I mean, is this, is this market going to die at the end? But the same thing about in Korea is that we've seen the same thing happen also, where at the beginning, you know, people were getting to the mobile game market because it had a lot of potential. They were doing branded titles. And then it hit a standstill. It wasn't growing as much. Some people started to lose uh, hope, thinking, oh, is this, is this market not going to make it? But what happened was that people's um, consumer behavior changed. They were starting to look for something more different, especially with network connectivity. When you, know, when you have a cell phone, you connect with your friends. Of course, you want to utilize that to play with your friends as well. At the same time, a lot of games like original IPs were coming out over branded titles. And that started to change the market. And that's what GameBell was um, talking about this year, is that as much as the message seems to be from everyone, it's like, oh, the, the market is going, kind of going downhill, it's hitting a standstill, the prof profits are not going as much as much. We're basically saying is, you know, have faith in this market, because we've seen the same exact thing happen in Korea, and it changed. With, given the technology, given the type of games that are happening, which is why we're encouraging everyone to use marketing. You know, create more original titles. Consumers will start to look for that. Utilize network features. Utilize what works on mobile phones. If they're, if they're a mobile game, take advantage of what makes the game unique that only works on mobile phones, and if people can only play mobile phones that they cannot do on a PC. And that's what GNOME does. You know, taking advantage of the features, how you can rotate your phone while you're playing. Are there any popular games in Korea that take advantage of geocaching and uh, multiplayer that are really well known? Yeah, one um, really well known multiplayer I would say is, I'm not sure what's called in Korean, because in the U.S. we brought it recently to AT&T, it's called Path of a Warrior, and where you can log in and you can do like turn-based battles. The one um, in Korea, I think it was based on uh, kind of the Three Kingdoms history in China, but when we brought it over to the U.S., we wanted to localize it because uh, into more of our Roman, medieval type themes so that people can relate to it more. But that was one uh, multiplayer that was very successful, yeah. And in terms of geocaching, is that is that a big part in mobile games in Korea, or is that not really used? You mean like item shops or like... More like, like if you're in a certain location, you're game will do certain things, you know, it's really based on the location that you're at. Oh, like GPS? Yeah, exactly. Um, I think they use, I'm not sure, Charlie, have you guys used a GPS-based game before in Korea? Uh, no, but we have a LBS game. Uh, uh, we uh, developed a LBS game back in 2002, and uh, uh, it use, it uh, uh, made uh, use of uh, the uh, location-based system, and uh, so um, when you are um, in some area, um, uh, your uh, uh, your friends uh, can uh, can know where you are, and uh, uh, your friends can uh, uh, challenge you, and uh, both of you uh, can compete in in the game. Uh, yeah, that's how you, how it works. Okay, great. And can you talk about um, where you see mobile games going and uh, whether mobile games are bigger in Korea than PC games in Korea? I mean, what's, what's the biggest gaming platform out there in Korea? 
I think I would have to ask Charlie since he's mainly based in the Korean market. But um, Charlie, would you say mobile games or PC games are more popular in the Korean market? Um, well, um, in Korea, um, the PC game is still popular and more popular than mobile game. And um, in in terms of, uh, of uh, PC game, um, there are um, uh, 20 million uh, users uh, totally. But um, uh, when it comes to mobile game, uh, uh, there are uh, five uh, five million users. So uh, PC game is more popular than mobile game. But uh, these days, uh, mobile game users are increasing. So uh, we expect uh, uh, someday uh, mobile game users uh, will uh, uh, will be uh, uh, will be like a PC game users. Yeah. Um, that's it. Any other comments or anything that you want to mention about this game? Um, well, I mean, basically, I think if, like at the IGO competition this year, I think this really shows that originality is the trend that it should be aiming for. It is what will change this industry, change the mobile game market, and have people start to see things differently. So, I mean, we're very honored to be here today to be a part of this and to see, even, I mean, all these great developers who created wonderful games, very original ideas, not just branded ones that are just licensed or based on stuff that people already know. So we just want to encourage people out there, you know, continue to bring out those original games. Consumers do look out for that, and that's what's really going to shake up this industry. Thank you very much. Great. That's it.